Welcome to the Illuminating Mycelium Podcast. The podcast for everyday people by everyday people. I'm your host, Project Dave, and I'm back at it again to continue highlighting and amplifying the lives, ventures, and endeavors of everyday people just like you and me and learning from them along the way. We have a very special guest for you guys. It is none other than local Northside Minneapolis musician and entrepreneur, Benjamin, aka Ben Hunter. He's doing a lot of good things right now. I respect his hustle. He's a really uh, cool guy. He makes some really good music too. We got some links in the description box where you can check out his music, his eBay store, and his upcoming catering slash spice business called Minnesota Spice. We have a very exciting conversation ahead of you. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and bring him on. When talking about everyday people and their stories, we can't help but talk about all their hard work. So grab a cup of coffee. I often think about what fuels a lot of these everyday folks, as well as what sustains me personally. Coffee certainly helps, but it can't just be any coffee. It's got to be coffee made by everyday people for everyday people. The kind that when you brew it in a pot, it kind of just draws everyone to the kitchen and they're sniffing that aroma. Our beans are sourced from small businesses in the heart of the Appalachia. My personal favorite, the Route 39 blend from Lexington Roasters is a Forbes top ranked coffee. You can also check the notes on each blend to determine flavor profiles, shipping, and more. Beans are roasted on a weekly basis to ensure freshness. So if you're looking for some extra fuel to aid you in your everyday lives, ventures, and endeavors, go to thegrindbluefield.com backslash shop dash coffee dash roast or click the link in the description to pick out your next coffee beans and brew a pot of happiness. The grind never stops. Ben, thanks for coming on the podcast today and taking time to tell us about yourself and your community and what you're doing currently. No problem. Shoot. Thanks for having me. Yeah, definitely, man. All right. So you grew up on the north side of Minneapolis, right? Yep. yep. What was that like growing up over here? Man, it was, it's actually, it's pretty cool. It's not as bad as everybody makes it seem, you know, people make make it seem like you can't walk around here without getting robbed or somebody trying to mug you or beat you up, but that's not the case. Not the case at all. If anything, there's more sense of a community over here than anywhere else that I've been in the city. Like going over South, I feel like an outsider. Yeah. I definitely feel that too, because I remember uh, Theo was saying the same thing about how, you know, during um, the uprisings here, a lot of neighborhoods kind of formed like communication lines and, Mm-hmm. And yeah. that worked out really well for them. So, yeah, there's people on uh, Broadway protecting stores and protecting buildings, making sure nobody tried to rob them and loot them. Yeah. So, yeah, that's over awesome. Here, it's, it, there's a big sense of community over here. It's like uh, we're all in it together. Definitely. I like that. Do you feel like the North Side is often forgotten about, though? I wouldn't say forgotten about. It's just the reputation scares people from coming over to the north side or really trying to to work in the north side or do anything in the north side because i know so many people that when i tell them oh yeah i live over north they're like oh god i would never go over there <laughs> like i'm not coming over <laughs> yeah they're like well i'm never gonna visit you hey, or we're always gonna have to kick it at my place yeah but i feel like 
yeah, it's just the reputation scares a lot of people away. I got you. So outside of um, being known for a safe community and one that's really well put together, what is one other thing that you'd want people to know about the North side? Man, there's a lot of, there's hidden treasures in the North side. Yeah. Like uh, a lot of the houses are really nice. A lot of the parks are really nice. Um, yeah, Minneapolis has one of the best park systems in the country, I think, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like we have the most per area, I believe. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. And like, I know you can take the trails all the way up to like Coon Rapids and back. Yeah. From like here. And yeah, just we're, cool. we're very well known for biking, too, which is awesome. Mm hmm. But yeah, there's just a lot of like hidden treasures on the north side, really. For sure. Moving on to music related stuff. Um, so you're known as Benji MN, right? Yeah, but Benjamin. <laughs> Benjamin. All right. Where did that name come from? Well, my real name is, uh, you know, Benjamin Hunter. And I used to go by the name uh, Big Ben back because I used to be over 300 pounds. But um, <clears throat> I lost a lot of weight and salute to thank you. Thank you. I lost 174 pounds. And when I when the process of doing all that, I didn't release any music. <clears throat> and I wanted to like change over from like rapping the R&B so I figured why not do a whole switch and change my my stage name yeah and how I came up with the Benji MN the capital MN was uh, <laughs> you know we're from Minnesota right so uh, and that's the state abbreviation and that's why I pronounced it that way. I thought it was like Benji MN. <laughs> no, a lot of people do, but I'm like, no, yeah. it's just Benjamin. And they're like, oh, I'm glad you're setting the record cold. straight now. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's pretty cool because, like, you know, somebody will be like, What's oh, your stage name is Benji MN? And then I'm like, No, it's just Benjamin. <laughs> and they're like, Oh, that's that's a dope way of spelling it. I see what right. you did there. Yeah. And I figured, you know, the Benji, because, you know, a lot of people call me Benji and then. Uh, everybody's like, oh, I'm getting the Benjis. That's short for Benjamin Franklin. Oh, um, yeah. Like, you know what? Why not Benji? I like that. MN and put them together. That's, a good combo. Like, that's Benjamin. <laughs> so that's how I came up with that name. Awesome. Uh, tell me about what you're currently working on. You have any upcoming songs, anything? Yeah, I've, uh, I've actually been working on a couple EPs that uh, should be dropping soon. I'm going to, I'm also working on an album. And then uh, I've been working on a single with T-Pain called Merry Christmas, which we're going to drop at the beginning of December. So that'll be fire. Yeah, we'll be be sure to share that on our page, too, guys. So take a look out for that. I'll be putting the link for that when it drops out. Hey, sure. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I can't wait for that one. That's going to be cool. That's like a dream come true. Nice. I could like retire happy. (laughs) Really, that's why I started making music was to uh, make a song with T-Pain. Yeah, that's goals. Yeah, now it's like, shoot, I can retire happy now. (laughs) That's what's up, man. I'm happy for you. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Tell me, because I don't know much about the music industry. Tell me about what it's like working in it. Man, it's it's like, it's tough. You're, well, at, yeah, it's tough. (laughs) (laughs) To put it simply, it's tough. To put it simply, it's tough. (laughs) Because... At the beginning, you're fighting through a lot of white noise because, uh, you know, there's so many people that are trying to be rappers and singers that is literally one in a million. And, but you just got to keep pushing and stay persistent. So you got to fight through that white noise or make sure that your white noise is the loudest. 
and but like once you start gaining traction and you start gaining a little momentum it it feels good and you're like you know what? we got to keep capping that just fuels you to keep going mm-hmm. like I feel once you that. see the the response that the songs once you start getting a lot of good responses yeah and you start getting like a lot of good feedback and you just see that's like, the best the growth that's a good way of marketing too mm-hmm. using user feedback and all that mm-hmm. that's what's up but like just it it's tough but you just got to stay persistent okay persistence yeah persistence is the key Awesome. Like there, there'll be tough days when a lot of people feel like they'll just get it. It's like that with anything, you know, you got to stay pers- persistent with anything that you do. Right. Like uh, there'll be days when you feel like you just want to give up, but you just got to keep going and, right. keep, you know, fighting through the white noise. That's a gem. <clears throat> Find the light at the end of the tunnel. Mm-hmm. Do you think that Minnesota or Minneapolis fares better than other cities or states when it comes to putting each other on in the music industry, because I've heard that like some States, like they put each other on like Georgia. I think I've heard they put each other on here. I've heard we don't. So I just want to hear what you have to say about that. Uh, Yeah, man. Minneapolis. It's, (laughs) it's, it's, it's a crazy scene. Let's just put it like that. Let's just put it like that. Best way to put it is like crabs in a bucket mentality. Like you could be like climbing, 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 but there's always going to be somebody that just tries to drag you down because you're doing better than them, but True. it shouldn't be like that. We should all be, you know, like look at Atlanta as a prime example. We should all be working together to make the city pop. Now, right. That's why Atlanta is, you know, hip hop central right now. It's because they put everybody on. Like you got the Migos that put so many people on. And you got T. Rich Homie Kwan and uh, Young Thug that was working together for a little bit. And you got T.I. down there who was putting Killer Mike on back in the day. Killer Mike. Yeah. Like Gucci Mane. You got so oh, yeah, many people. From there too. That's wild. So many people that are just putting people on. We need that here. Yeah. Well, speaking of that, like, okay, so what are some things besides just that? What are some other things that Atlanta or Georgia does that we don't, that makes them good at? Man, they just, they truly know how to support each other as a, like, as an artist, it's almost like they make sure that nobody gets left behind. Yeah, like uh, Marines and stuff. No man left behind. Yeah, they, that's almost kind of what it reminds me of. You know, mm-hmm. like one person will pop, then that that person will put on a rising tide lifts all boats. Mm-hmm. Instead of the crab mentality. Yeah, they're there's a big contrast there. <laughs> yeah, they're like a big boat riding waves. Where here, it's everybody's at the bottom trying to yeah pull people back down while they're floating. Right, up. We need to we need to change that route. <laughs> I'm gonna get up. <laughs> See what it was for a little bit was um really rhyme sayers. They were like the big gatekeepers of of the the Minneapolis scene here. Cause like when you tell people that or when people think of Minneapolis music, they either think of Prince or they think of rhyme sayers, like hip hop wise. And yeah. rhyme sayers, like that's not the type of music that's really coming out of the city. If you look at all the stuff that's coming out of like the north side, the south side, with all like you know native rappers, and you got St. Paul and all their rappers, but um, we're not, not even gonna go into St. Paul. No, that's I'm just kidding. The, <laughs> <laughs> that's not the music that's coming out of the state. The, like, yeah, Rhyme Sayers just put a gridlock on everything, but now they're starting to like ease up on it, 
and a lot of people here are starting to gain traction and, and a lot of eyes are, are on people here. Like, uh, somebody made a song with Lil Boosie here. Uh, oh. somebody made a song with that dude. Wait, Boos. recently? Mm-hmm. I didn't even know he was still making music. That's what's up though. But Boosie, he's, he, he's, <laughs> he's a, a goofy dope. dude. I follow, yeah, I follow him on <laughs> Facebook and everything. He's dope. But, uh, man, he just had a podcast with Mike Tyson. That's a good one to watch. Oh, I might have to check that That's out. That's a good one to watch. Cause, okay. uh, Mike Tyson, because um, Boosie, he said something about, uh, you know, Dwayne Wade and uh, his son going transgender. Right. Boosie, he had like some controversial things to say about that. And Mike Tyson. Oh, I think I remember that. Yeah. And Mike Tyson in the, uh, yeah, it was, it was pretty bad. <laughs> but, uh, what Mike, in, in the podcast with Tyson, Tyson was like, why do you, you know, say these things, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, are, are you gay yourself? Blah, blah, blah. And Boosie's like, nah, nah, nah. <laughs> it's, a good, it's a good podcast. All right, I'm going to check that out. It's a good one to check out, definitely. All right, so we talked about what artists can do to help each other. But what is something that local communities, everyday people, listeners can do to support local artists to make sure they're not forgotten or left behind? Honestly, man, it's just as simple as a share. Just a little share on your social media. Like, or like, say, you know, somebody that's making music and they put out a song, just, you know, share it or, you know, check it out and give them some constructive feedback. You know, a lot of, yeah. a lot of artists are at first are going to take it to heart. Like, if you know somebody that's just making music and you give them a little feedback, they're going to take it to heart. <laughs> they're they're going to be mad. But yeah. You're giving them the best advice. It's just like any other thing, you know, like you got to accept feedback to grow. It's mm-hmm. a good life lesson to learn. So I can definitely see how that plays in with music. But like, honestly, just, you know, just support, share whenever you can. Yeah. Play it too. give them some streams. You know, that always yeah. helps them. You know, yeah, actually, like, you know, listen to it. <laughs> if and you mess with it. I mean, hopefully you do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if it's, if it's listenable. <laughs> but like, you know, if you know somebody that's making music and it's, you know, in their garage or something. And, and it's basura, <laughs> you gotta let them know. <laughs> Sometimes you just have to let it out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. But I just say, you know, just be there for him. Like, because it could be, you know, stressful for, for a lot of artists. And sometimes they just need to, like, you know, vent somebody and if they right. come to you to vent, you know, just listen or you know, just... And I yeah, feel so like share. they provide so much value to us too, you know, because, like, they inspire us. I feel like a lot of times it can put us into, like, a creative state. It can better our mood. So, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. See, music is powerful, man. It, it's crazy. That, like, the effects that it has on, on you, it can really change up your mood. And yeah. like, yeah, I tell people all the time, what you put into you is what you get out of the world. So like, if you listen to a lot of like, you know, you know, gangster rap or a lot of trap stuff, a lot of negative, you know, music, you're going to have a negative outlook on stuff. True. That's facts. What you put into yourself is what you get out of the world. Right and um, I always tell people, you know, a little army in there. <laughs> just chill out with a little army. <laughs> right, right. And they're like, oh, yeah, you know, you're right, you're right. Because my guy, he always, he's like, whenever he gets mad, he just wants to, like, you know, you know, that's a thug good outlet, out and go though. crazy. Yeah, it's, you know, yeah. it's a good outlet, but he just wants to thug out and go crazy. Yeah. And like one of these days, I feel like he's actually going to do it. So I'm like, <laughs> Bro, just stick to the music. Bro. Listen, yeah, listen to the music. And while you're at it, slip a little RB in there. That was, yeah. That'll calm, that'll bring you down. Right on. That'll calm you down. <laughs> so, 
Last thing on music. So music requires a lot of creativity. What are some things that you do personally to get into, I guess what you would call a flow state and how do you take advantage of, of that flow state? Oh, man, honestly, (laughs) you're listening to the illuminating mycelium podcast. If you're enjoying the show, you should come check out all of our fresh new merchandise and apparel that just dropped on our store. We've got t-shirts, pants, sweatshirts, hats, phone cases, water bottles, coffee mugs, shoot, even blankies, and a ton more. All made with comfy fabrics and premium materials, they feature our signature logos, catchphrases, guest picks, and come in all sizes. Now shipping nationwide right to your doorstep. Just go to illuminatingmyceliumpodcast.com or click the link in the description to pick out your next gear and become the mycelium. It's all well with me personally. It's all about like I gotta hear hear a beat first, and like when I really like the beat, I feel like I can like I just like tap into it and I get into like that flow state where where uh, nothing else matters. Where I'm literally like uh, got horse. Like you're blocking out the white noise, like you were saying earlier. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like uh, yeah, literally blocking out the white noise, and I got my horse blinders on, and I'm just literally focused on the on the, uh, the lyrics and then catching the melody of the beat, the bass, like all that. Like it's, I just got, just got to hear the beat first. And when I really feel, feel the beat, that's when everything else like, comes from there. Mm-hmm. All right. I feel it. I let the, let the beat talk to me and then I talk back to it. So moving on to talking about food and catering business. Um, do you want to just start off by telling us more about the catering business that you recently started? Yeah, sure. My auntie Lori, she used to have a catering business that she used to call Backyard Barbecue. And when we were in Arizona, we catered for the Cardinals and the Suns. Wow. And that's impressive. That, that was pretty cool. <laughs> Fun. I can't lie. Did you get to meet any of the players or anything? Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Man. I was like seven years old. I just remember they were like giants. Like, yeah. <laughs> like three, five, four. <laughs> Especially like, as a little kid, too. Like, wow. Yeah, literally, like, God, break my neck to look up at them. <laughs> and um, then in, when they were in Iowa, they used to cater the Drake relays. And uh, but she died back in July of this year. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to pick up her catering business to keep that going and keep her memory alive. That's awesome. But instead of calling it uh, Backyard Barbecue, I changed up the name to Minnesota Spice. OK. And uh the tagline, uh, it, I said, I figured Minnesota Spice because everybody's like, you know, Minnesota nice. They're so nice. Blah, blah. <laughs> and they think people think of Minnesota food as just like, but like, yeah, bland, just no flavor, nothing. Because they'd be thinking of those Norwegian dishes. Yeah. That like that, and stuff. that, that the potluck, yeah. the, the tater I know exactly dish. what you're talking about. <laughs> and I'm like, no, that's not what, that's not everything we got to offer here. Right. So I'm like, you know what, Minnesota spice, and then tagline is we're not so nice after all, because I like I like my food a little spicy. Yeah. So for sure. Um, but I I got all the paperwork going for that. Hopefully, I'm waiting on my um permit to get here that'll allow me to sell actual hot food. Okay. Because right now I just have my cottage food permit. Yeah. So I and what I want to do with that is start selling um homemade spice bottles, like spice jars, like come up with my own spices, like, Oh, nice. Like a jerk seasoning, like a Cajun seasoning, like a, a lemon pepper seasoning. Yeah. 
Oh, man, I bet that you'll come out with like a lemon pepper seasoning even better than uh, Wingstop. <laughs> yeah, dude, I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try. Man. I'm gonna try. I'm, I'm gonna try. But, uh, yeah, definitely. I'm just you know putting in the groundwork for that. Okay. Getting everything you know established and like putting all the bricks where they need to go. For sure. And uh, once I get the permit to sell hot food, uh, I was talking to Theo. We'll go up to one of these uh, homeless encampments. Yeah. And I'll just get on the blowhorn like, who's hungry? With, uh, <laughs> Feed the people. Yeah, with like a bunch like of gold plates that we cooked up at. Um, there's this uh, community kitchen over on Broadway that I'm going to be work that I'm going to be cooking at called uh, Kendrick Kitchen. Okay. And uh, I put in an application for all that. So that's go through soon. And um, so we'll have the uh, commercial kitchen locked down so nobody so no Karen's <laughs> be like this you made this at home awesome blah, blah, blah. yeah and I'll be like nope here's the permit and here's a picture of me <laughs> at the kitchen nice nice uh yeah I just we're just I'm excited go. for you that's gonna be awesome sure thank you thank you and I've been uh working on a website for that so that people can do like online ordering okay and then yeah like, once you once you have that let me know and we'll share that with you guys too because this is gonna be some good stuff if you guys need seasoning we got you covered <laughs> thank you thank you but like once um I finalize the menu I'll put that up on the website so people can order like food from there and we can I can just uh deliver it right to them. I've just been putting in the groundwork for all that. That's what's up. So would you, say, would you say that your aunt inspired you a lot in that, in that sense? Yeah. Cause I can remember being in the kitchen, helping her uh, clean up all the, clean the ribs or cook the greens or yeah. get the mac and cheese going or like cook up the cornbread. Like just always in the kitchen helping her out. Did so. she have like a signature dish or anything? Yeah. Well, yeah, she actually, um, they, their signature thing was like, they called it the no sauce boss ribs where you didn't need any barbecue sauce <laughs> on it. And it, it was just that they were like, it's just that good. You don't need barbecue sauce. I feel it. And they made their own barbecue sauces. Like my uncle, he called it Papa's creeper. Uh, Cause the spice of it kind of just like snuck up on you. Oh, that makes and sense, then, yeah. uh, my auntie Lori, she called her barbecue sauce Nana's nicey. And cause it was like a sweet version of the, uh, the Papa's creeper. Okay. And, um, <laughs> Yeah, she had actually a lot of signature dishes. She had like these baked beans. She called Bahama Mama beans. Oh, nice. Uh, she had like these crispy hats. You're making me hungry shoes, talking but... about all this, man. <laughs> my bad, my no, bad. You're... <laughs> but yeah, she had, she had a few signature dishes. But yeah, she definitely inspired me to do a lot of, uh, to do cooking. Because back in like 2012, my mom fractured her back. So she came up here to help out with me and take care of my mom. And I was doing all the cooking and she really taught me a lot of stuff back then. That's what's up. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Do you have a food or dish that you specialize in or have a favorite of? Ooh. <laughs> that's a hard choice. Yeah, that's a hard choice, man. I, uh, right now I'm just like, you know, practicing everything. I want to get like my little, my culinary skills up. Yeah. So I wouldn't say I have like a signature. Well, I make this like carne asada really well. Okay. So I, then I would say I love carne my, asada. Oh yeah, same here, man. I can get <laughs> <up> any day. <laughs> I'd say that's probably my signature dish because I've made it the most and like I know how to do it so well now. Yeah. So yeah, I'd probably I'd say that the carne asada definitely. That's what's up. 
Uh, do you have any tips or tricks that you could offer to our listeners that are trying to make their own dishes just in general, um, or if you have like a certain dish that you, well, like, Ooh, there's so many <laughs> um, choices, choices. Yeah. Choices, choices. I would say, um, if you want to come up with your own recipe, just like, you know, keep testing it. Uh, and think outside the box. You never know, like something really unconventional could really give you the flavor that you're looking for. Like say you're trying to come up with, uh, like a sauce or something and you're looking for that last little, like salty acidicness or something, you know, think outside the box. You never know. You put a little like stock in there or something that'll just add the saltiness you're looking for. But so basically you got to be open-minded and then just kind of fine tune it. Yeah. Yeah. Open-minded, fine tune, be open-minded, fine tune everything and just be creative and have fun. Think you can never put too much seasoning too. Always remember. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, I was gonna say you, you actually can sometimes. <laughs> sometimes, yeah, you can have some some super salty stuff. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. So, last question on food. Do you think that food brings people together? Oh, definitely, definitely. Yes. Food and, and well, I know you mentioned too. You know, helping out Theo at the encampment. You know, that's a prime example right there you know mm-hmm. so or like think about it you you go to a uh every summer there, well except for last summer because of covid but uh you go to like cookouts and barbecues and it is all it's always centered around food and music true those are the two things that bring people together in life yeah because i feel like food is a central part of so many cultures you know oh yeah so Def- so much uh, it's crazy how uh, impactful just sitting down with people with your loved ones and just sharing memories and laughs over a meal can do for you. It's, it's like it refreshes you. It feeds your soul. It feeds you physically and spiritually. Mm-hmm. I feel that. All right. I mess with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Man. It <laughs> feeds you uh, physically and spiritually. Right on. All right. So moving on to talk about eBay because Recently, you told me that you got into eBay. Do you want to just tell us a little bit about, about how that's going? Yeah, it's actually going uh, shockingly well. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I like how you described that. Shockingly well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. It's, it's, it's been like eye-opening because I've wanted to get into uh, eBay selling and like reselling for a while. Yeah. But I just never really did it. But now... I've got, we got all this time on our hands because of, because of COVID. I'm True. Like, let me get into it. And I've just been selling a bunch of old stuff. And well, I feel like eBay is such a great platform. I, I use it myself too. And the thing that I like about it is that like, there's no like certifications or regulations. Mm. Like it's very easy to get started and keep it going. Whereas like with Amazon and other stuff, you know, you have to get certified and all this other kind of stuff. There's so oh, yeah. much restrictions. So. Yeah, definitely. eBay that's, makes it easy. It it really does. That's what uh what I uh, later on I want to get into selling on Amazon. Yeah, but like right now I'm just you know doing eBay because because of that reason you know right. it's so easy to start up and it, it makes it so easy to start up. When it's so flexible, I mean, you can sell old stuff. I mean, obviously you already know this, like you, you can sell old stuff, you can sell new stuff, looks for stuff that's on clearance, resell it. I mean, mm-hmm. there's a lot of possibilities with it. So, oh yeah. There's so many different like strategies and ways to attack it. That it, it's just, it's, and, and I personally like it. it's fun. 
Yeah. Cause I love like, you know, just listing up something and, you know, going to sleep, waking up to a couple orders. It's like, Oh, that's such a good feeling. I know exactly. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, this is pretty cool. So would you say that your strategy is kind of like you're starting to clear out your closet per se, Mm -hmm. and then the money you use that you're getting new stuff on clearance and then flipping that. Is that kind of what you're trying to get into? Yep. Exactly. That's how that's very uh, sustainable too. Yeah. What I've been doing is just selling a bunch of old stuff and I'm going to take the money from that and hit up, hit up some stores and get some new stock and sell that. For sure. Cause I want to become like a full-time eBay seller. I like, that's what uh, I'm trying to do too. Yeah, man. I watch all those YouTube videos of like people in their, their eBay stores and their inventory where they have like 800 items. I'm like, Oh, Speaking of that too, in the description box, we're going to have a link for Ben's eBay store. So go check that out. If you're looking for anything, you might have what you need. <laughs> Shoot, thank you. Thank <laughs> you. But like seeing those, all that stuff, I'm like, man, I want to do that. That looks pretty cool. Well, the thing, another thing that I like about eBay too, is that it's like, you don't really have to interact much with the customer. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes, you know, like if you get a return, obviously that, but again, it's just email. You don't have to like talk with them on a phone or anything like that. Oh, it's yeah. so hands off, you know? Yeah. That's so nice. Mm-hmm. That's so nice. And luckily I haven't had somebody return anything yet. Yeah. <laughs> Everything's been. That's nice. I feel like it depends on what you sell too. I mean, I haven't had many, I've only had like a couple, but, um, and usually it goes smooth. Cause they monitor all the messaging, but mm-hmm. it's, it's just interesting. To, um, do you have any tips or tricks for people who are looking to start getting into eBay selling? Um, if you're, if you're looking to start, uh, don't be like me and just, you know, <laughs> wait around or wait for the right time. The time definitely, is now. Yeah, definitely do it. Cause it's, it's fun. It's cool. Like if you were waiting, this is your sign. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. It's, it's fun. You know, every time you list an item, people, you know, I, I remember seeing people be like, Oh, it's so tedious to list an item, but it's no, not, it's not. No, it's, <laughs> it's really not. Thing. It's so easy. It literally just click, 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 click and done. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, just get it. If you're th- thinking of getting into it, just do it now and you know, yeah, don't wait. There's a lot of info out there that's free too. Like, you oh, yeah, YouTube, you know, ways to scan barcodes. eBay has tools to see like what's selling, what's not. Oh, yeah, that's what I always do is uh, like yeah. when I scan a barcode, I always look at the last sold item, right? And then you know, like what you said, the uh, if they sold 10 times, and that's a good, good right. item, yeah, good measurement. Yeah, that's a good measurement to run with. Definitely. Oh, um, what's the weird, what's the weirdest thing that you've, that you've sold so far? <laughs> Probably the, uh, <laughs> what I was telling about earlier, the luminous airbrush. Oh, the makeup yeah. airbrush. Cause I literally <laughs> found that in a closet. I, my I got that. Well, my mom got that from our cousin back in like Oh five. Never used it. <laughs> I'm like, well, you know what? This is in mint condition. It's, it's perfect. Still got the tags and everything. Let me just post it up. They're like, I, I don't can. need it. So. Yeah, I'm like, we're never going to use this. Let me see if I can <laughs> put it up there and it's sold. <laughs> and I'm like, well. And for $60 too. Yeah, that's a, for $60. That's a lot. I'm like, wow. <laughs> wow. Dang. Okay. <laughs> I didn't expect it to sell. Really. I feel it. <laughs> and you even set your own goals with your eBay strategy too, right? Yeah. I uh, wanted to, um, 
I want to see how fast I can make a thousand dollars just selling my old stuff. Yeah. And today I hit the eight, I hit 810. So I'm almost, We're almost there. there, almost there. I'm, you know, punching away. And I started literally, I think October 7th started selling. That's when I put something up for the first time. So just a little under a month then. Yeah. A little under a month. Okay. Yeah. A little under a month. And yeah, that's quick pretty, though. Right. I, I've seen people that were doing it for a month and, you know, only made like 60 bucks. Yeah. But I'm like, man, this is. You got to hustle harder than that. <laughs> for real. I'm like, this is pretty dope. I'm going to really make this a full time gig. Yeah, definitely. Because it's just fun, like being your own boss. And then I just love, you know, like waking up to an order. It makes you feel like a real entrepreneur. Yeah. You every know, time you get that, that little PayPal notification, it's like, Yes, I'm, ching. I'm doing it. <laughs> it makes me want to change my ringtone now to ching. Like, yeah, every time you log into the eBay app and you have a sale, that little yeah. ching. <laughs> you might have to customize that somehow. <laughs> yeah, I swear. But yeah, it really does make you feel like a real entrepreneur. It's, Definitely, it's fun. It makes me feel like my own boss. So, all right, that's all I got. You got anything else, man? No, man. Uh, thanks for having me again. Yeah, thanks for coming on. We appreciate it. Too, no problem. No sure. problem. Yeah, you too. Thank you for tuning in today. We hope you enjoyed the show and had fun while learning more from everyday people just like yourselves. To support us and help us spread these stories even further, please consider giving us a review or rating on whichever platform you're streaming from. There will be links in the description box just in case you can't find it. And for more news and all things everyday people, join our newsletter by going to our website. By joining, you'll also gain exclusive offers and discounts on Illuminating Mycelium merchandise and apparel from our store. Just go to IlluminatingMyceliumPodcast.com or click the link in the description and become the Mycelium.